Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the front room. They have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fifth, but they had faith in you. And you. Greetings and welcome to episode 174 of the Plato Podcast. Govier and Deary are at it again. Today is all about what do we know after two months of the 2022 MLB season. However, it takes the guys about an hour or so before they actually get to that point. So if you're expecting that right away, you might want to slow down and just wait for it or skip ahead to about an hour or so into the show. Before that, they're going to talk about mushroom experiences and players who are hitting the IL, players that you can replace them with. Tyler Stevenson calling on line two. Give me two, Utah. It's a Palazzo podcast. It's always a doozy, and we do it for you. Take it away, boys. Utah. Give me two. Hey, what's up, everybody? Michael Govier, Christopher Deary. The two of us combined to make the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's on Twitter. You can find the Patreon. You can find the Discord free. You can just follow us on Twitter. Follow me, MJ Govier. Follow Chris Deary, C. Deary, 1999. This is the Palazzo Podcast, where we talk about fantasy baseball. Today's show is about what do we know after two months? We're two months into the season. What have we learned? Do we know anything, Deary, or are we just the same old doofuses we were before? I can't believe it's only been two months. It feels like the season's been going on a long time. But, yeah, there's still plenty of ball to happen and still plenty of time to uh, make some uh, ground up in a lot of your leagues, whether you're head-to-head or roto. A lot of time left. Uh, I think I know some things. <laughs> what a ringing endorsement that is right there. He knows a few things. What's up? I know. Just Bob in the house. Hello, everyone. Good to see you. Smalls, welcome to the live chat. Those of you that want to participate, the live chat is active and ready at your disposal. Free? Again, everything's free, except the Patreon. That does cost like $3. But, you know, if you want a little bit extra, we welcome that support. In the meantime, today's show is about two months. What do we know? We're going to talk about some players. Maybe we'll talk about some trends. Whatever it is that we have learned, we're going to try to impart that knowledge to you. Uh, Deary, you missed our softball game last Monday because you're still recovering from the hammy. How's the hammy now? Where are we at? It still hurts, but I, I plan on playing on Monday. Um, I don't notice it when I'm walking around, but when I bend down to put my socks on, I feel a little bit of strain in my uh, hamstring there. But I, I plan on being there Monday. We'll take it slow um, around the bases. It necessarily won't affect me when I'm playing the infield, but, man, this has been a hell of a recovery at 41 years old trying to get over a pulled hammy. Thank you, Jesus! 
Yeah, you're going to need Jesus. You're going to need a little bit of everything to make sure you can completely recover and get back to the player that you always wanted to be. We lost both games. It was a rain-soaked fest. <laughs> I can't believe we played Monday because it was pouring rain, but we yeah, played both games. Yeah, I, I mean, I was just covered in mud, all caked my glove, my shoes, my pants. and um, It was still fun. It was still fun. But I... I I had banked on us not playing, and I got up super early. I wrote, I only got like two hours of sleep because I stayed up oh, all no. night Sunday writing that damn article that I do on FantraxHQ.com, the Fantasy Baseball Confidential, which I put way too much work into. But, hey, I just can't help myself. I just There's always something more I want to add to it. There's another idea. You want to fine-tune it. So, I, you know, I'm proud of that. I I just don't need to be getting two hours of <laughs> sleep the next day. So I thought – Yeah, it's, I, it's a – it's a fantastic article. I love it, but I know you posted earlier this week that it's it's becoming a chore for you because you're just not getting sleep on Sundays. I mean, you know, you got Leanne over all weekend, and it's hard with all the other stuff you're doing to prepare for it once you get to Sunday. So I feel like it's all day prep on Sunday and, and getting that out. It's I mean, they're fantastic articles. They're really helpful for everybody in the baseball community. So if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and check it out and give Mike some encouragement so he can continue to do it. Look at that. Deary really put, popping me up there. Thank you, Deary. Very, very grateful for that positive energy. Uh, we got a new viewer. Hey, Mason Crumweedy. Crumweedy? Macy Crumweedy. That's a new one. Welcome, Mason. We love having new people connect with the show. First thing you should do, of course, is subscribe to the YouTube. Subscribe. You know how to do that. You've ever used YouTube before. I guarantee you can figure it out. And hit the dingy bell so you know whenever we go live. And then follow us on Twitter, 2Ls2Zs. Two two That's right, 2Ls2Zs. Palazzo Podcast. And if you really want to take it to another level, get involved in the Discord, Mason, which is also free. And you can find the Discord link at the top of the feed of the Twitter handle, Palazzo Podcast, which I've driven into the ground, is 2Ls2Zs. Last time I did Utah. There you go. Give me two. All right. We're glad to have you here, Mason. Smalls has a question right off the bat, Deary. How do we feel about Chris Bassett rest of season? Chris Bassett got toasted in his last start against the Padres against his former teammate, Sean Manaya. And then the outing before that as well, he wasn't so great. Uh, is it code red freakout time for Chris Bassett, or does shit happen? No, I don't think so. I think it shit happens, and it happens to 95% of pitchers where they're going to have that bad outing. When it's a couple in a row, there's a little bit of cause for concern. But, uh, you know, that ERA has elevated a little bit over the last couple weeks and last couple of starts. But, you know, dating back to 2018, this guy's been a very solid pitcher. He's obviously in a great rotation out there in New York. Um you know, the, the K's are still exactly where they need to be. Walks are up a little bit. I wouldn't panic too much. Wow, but certainly dude. watch over for the matchups, uh, especially because offense has really picked over up over here in the last couple of weeks. So this is going to be happening to a lot of pitchers. So proceed with caution, but he's not a droppable guy or a guy that I'd be thinking about trading either right now. Tigers are playing. Two nights. I never miss a game. There you go. The Tigers are playing tonight. They got the Jays in town, Deary. Is that an exciting series? I thought you might actually go to a game because I am I would like to see the Blue Jays in person. We're going tomorrow. <laughs> I called it. I didn't even know I, that. See? There you go. I, I had no idea we were going until like two days ago. And my wife's like, yeah, we're going with another couple on, on Saturday. We're going down for lunch at one and then we're going to the game. And then we're doing dinner after that. So it's going to be a all day fest here. Wow. Yeah. Wow, dude. Definitely a wow, dude. Uh, real back. Real back. Real back. Uh, real back. That reminds me of bar back. Anybody ever been a bar back out there? It's not a bartender. It's not quite a server. It's not a busboy. You're a bar back. It's something entirely all its own. But as far as Chris Bassett, look, 
he has been a really stable, reliable source for so many years here now, the last four or five years. That's been one of his hallmarks. The calling card of Chris Bassett, of the Bassett Hounds, my Bassett Hounds out there. Woo, 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 woo. Uh, he's always just consistent. So to see these awful starts, I think it raises a lot of red flags because you're like, why, God, why? And you think, you know, why did God curse me? But then you say, thank you, Jesus. You're here to Thank you, Jesus. And then you realize that everything's going to be fine. And the in God's great big plan here for Chris Bassett, he expects him to get right and be okay. I would not panic with Chris Bassett. I would not sell Chris Bassett. I don't have any reason to think that he has lost his touch. It's a long season. Weird shit happens. And sometimes you just got to say, hey, you know what? I got burned on that, but I'm not abandoning what is still potentially a guy who can give you a 3.25 to 3.5 ERA on a team that can rack up a lot of wins, et cetera, et cetera. And he's, you know, he's K-ing a little bit more than ever. He keeps creeping up those K numbers ever so slightly. So I know one, two, three, three, at least three out of his last six starts are pretty bogus, mm. with two being really bogus. Yeah. I, I just... San Diego on the road. That's tough. San Diego's a good team. San Francisco on the road. San Francisco's a tough team. That's a, Those are two tough matchups. They're also two West Coast trips. So maybe there's a correlation there. I don't have anything to prove it other than the fact that there's a West Coast connection right there. The gangster, the killer, and the dope dealer all agree that maybe Chris Bassett just doesn't pitch well on the West Coast here. Yeah, it's weird. Those Well, I mean, the start before the Padres against the Dodgers, he gave up three earned, uh, four runs overall, but only three earned. But he did have eight strikeouts in that game and went six innings. And then the start before that against Philly, he had seven strikeouts as well. So those K numbers have been there. It's been three really bad starts this season. And that's why his ERA is a little elevated. So if he's going to give you three rough starts out of, you know, every 13, 14, I think you're going to take that. Good call. And Small says he has three Mets. McGill, Tyler McGill, Carlos Carrasco, and Chris Bassett. Carlos Carrasco struck out 10 in his last outing, went seven innings. He was outstanding. He looks like he still has it, too. And I I was not on Carrasco. I, I had enough. I was moving on. But Carlos Carrasco, you done served it up to me. I got served, Erie. Remember that? You got served? What is that? What is that from? That, remind me. You got served. Wasn't, that the, wasn't the movie called? You got uh, served. It was... What was the movie called? Yeah, it was like you got served, and then like everybody made a a joke about it. I thought the movie was called "You Got Served." It was a film series. Yeah, so you got served. <laughs> you got served in two thousand four, and then there was you got served beat the world two thousand eleven. There was I have a no idea what this is. Who yeah, was really, this? so they're just. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. This is hilarious, but that's where it came from. And then like South Park did a, I think a spoof of you got served and then it kind of <laughs> caught on in that way. But that was a movie in 2004. You got served, man. The two thousands are getting further and further away in the rearview yeah. mirror. It's actually, you know, it's the 20th anniversary of 2002, which was a, Jesus. I enjoyed 2002. That was a fun year for me. By the way, the IMDb rating dearie for you got served is 3.8. Check it out. Cinema nine. Does it hold up? <laughs> <laughs> you need you need uh, a segment of is it still trash? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't recognize any of these lead characters. Omar Ryan, Jarrell Houston, Roz B, Lil Fizz, Marquez Houston, Jennifer Freeman. I don't know these people, so I don't actually recall ever seeing you got served. So 
Yeah, j- there you go. Just Bob cleared it up for us. It was called You Got Served. See, Just Bob knows. And look at this. Mason, as requested, he did it. He's a Twitter and YouTube subscriber. Way to go, Mason. This is for you, buddy. Way to go. You're my man now. You're my boy. All right. So let's get into some business. What do you say? A little bit of business time here. We always got business on this show. Plenty to cover. Be thankful for. Be grateful for. Palazzo Creamcast? Well, I just got a weird text. It said Palazzo Creamcast. <laughs> what? Somebody started. Well, no, business time. Oh, wait. Oh, I ruined the business time because I closed my phone. You can't do that is on this YouTube. Your, is this your troll? Oh. No, my troll is Kent. Uh, I don't know who Kent is. Probably not their name, but Kent finally showed up to the actual show the other day on the Prospects half hour that I do with Phil Goyette every Wednesday at 5 p.m., which you guys can check out. If you love Prospects, you love Dynasty, you should be watching and subscribing to that show because it's great. But uh, it was a chick flick, by the way, too, going back to You Got Served. Okay, thanks, Just Bob. But yeah, Kent is the guy who got on my ass on the Rotowire appearance last month with Jeff Erickson. He was just digging into me. Endless... Endless comment after endless comment about Govier steals takes, fraudulent steals takes. It's just like empty, voided, garbo trash. But it was hard not to notice it because he kept commenting so much. And then he came on the show the other day for the first time here. And he says he loves Phil, but he doesn't like me. So, hey, <laughs> that's where we are now, dear. I mean, not everybody has to like you, but you're pretty authentic with your takes. I mean, if you may have a take that someone else has, this is a large community of fantasy baseball <laughs> players and analysts and fans. So, like, oftentimes you're going to have the same take as other people. I think Paul Spore and myself and, and you also thought that Justin Verlander was going to be great this season. It doesn't mean I'm stealing stuff from Spore. It's just he we're both trending towards liking Verlander a lot this season. If anything, you're going to have takes that most people aren't going to have. And sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. But to call you inauthentic and someone who steals takes, that, that's a little over the line, I believe. No way! Show your face, Kent. Show your face. Who are you? Who is your daddy and what does he do? Look, uh, Kent, if you're out there, I wish you the best. I'm sure your name isn't Kent. I have a feeling that it could be somebody we know, actually, who wants to fuck with me. <laughs> That's my current suspicion on this guy. But I don't have any other details at this time. All I know is uh, you want to say it doesn't bother you, but it's hard to ignore, at least for a moment. You're like, oh, this is annoying. And oh, that is that true? And then you're like, no, it's not true. And then, that, then you're just like, well, fuck this. So it, it does hit you for a moment. I'm not going to lie about it. I want to be honest about it. So it's like, oh, yeah. But I know you're sensitive. Baseball is filled with just the endless same old shit again and again and again. And if if I could find 10 tweets that are the same, because you're going to say a lot of the same things about the same players over and over and over again. That's common knowledge, too. Not to minimize anybody else's work, but that's how it works. So here we go. Uh, Mike will be my scapegoat if I lose my league. There you go. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Smalls. So, business time. I want to thank all of you who subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're up to 310 subs. That's amazing. It's hard to do. And bit by bit, we're getting there. One day, we'll be at 500. We'll be at 1,000. I know it'll happen someday, and it happens because of you. And we want to thank new member of the Patreon who signed up recently. That's uh, Britton Allen or Alan Britton. I still don't know. I haven't had a chance to talk to him yet, but I'm going to be on his show next Tuesday. He didn't sign up for the Patreon in exchange for me to come on his show, by the way. I want that to be clear <laughs> and on the record. Uh, <laughs> Britain's a good dude, and uh, he works in the Triple Play Network. Shout out to Mendy awesome. and all those guys who we uh, yeah. 
always appreciate. So. Oh, I, I like money. Oh, that's not the shout out button. Uh, I but you know, he signed up for our highest LL tier, fifteen dollar tier. So thank you. Britain, you're the man. Looking forward to getting to know you even further when I come on the show. I uh, also want to shout out Joe Orico. Joe had me on his show the other day. You need to check out Joe. Follow Joe on Twitter. He's a good follow. He's Canadian, and he's got something that I, I think there's something there. He's younger, Deary. He's 23. So okay. it's really weird, Deary. For I think you probably already do this a lot because of the way your job is, yeah. but... You know, we're 41, and when you meet someone who's 23, you're 18 years older than them. And you're like, wow, I have, like, so much more life experience than this person. And it kind of just slaps you in the face all of a sudden that you're, like, the advisor now. (laughs) Yeah, it's like to to think back when you were 22, 23, and think of what people are like when they were 40, 41. You're just like, ah, fuck that guy. And now we're those guys. (laughs) Yes, that is exactly true. So Joe's a really good dude. I want everyone to follow Joe because... I like what he's doing. He's putting it together. He's grinding, and he knows what he's doing. And Canadians are great. I, my girlfriend's Canadian. I love Canadians. So follow Joe on Twitter at JoeOrico99. That's J-O-E-O-R-R-I-C-O-99. Joe Orico with two R's. He's a fine Canadian, and all fine Canadians deserve more props. So, uh, And I'm going to talk with Joe, actually, by doing another episode with him. Right after this one, it's just be a quick chat. Him and I talking about like some bullshit thing. I'm just trying this other side thing where I talk to somebody for like 45 minutes. I get in, get the fuck out, and that's it. So we got the main show here that me and Jerry always do. We got a little bit of the Palazzo Pals on the side. And we got the Prospect Show on Tuesday. So we got a lot of stuff we can offer you. And if you don't like it, well, then that's your choice. Fuck it. Do something else. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right, Deary? It's a great attitude. Fuck it. Deary, what's the podcast you listen to more than any other? Not a baseball either. Just like any podcast. Uh, I've been listening to this podcast lately called Bandsplain. It's from the Ringer Network, and uh, they basically talk about like a band that was either like an indie rock band, a band that didn't get like super huge, and they go basically go through their whole discography, and it's like a three, four hour pod. It's really interesting. I've listened to the REM one, the Radiohead one, uh, Pavement. There's a whole bunch of them. I've been listening to that lately. No shit. Okay. I think I know that one. Maybe that reminds me of like songs of the 90s or songs that... You yeah, know what I'm talking about? This, yeah, that that one um, with Rob Harvella. I've listened to that one a bunch too. Uh, he puts out new episodes like every Tuesday or something. It's uh, 60 songs of the 90s, but he I think he's doing like 90 songs now. It's really it's really interesting because he talks just about like a song that fucking hit. It's interesting because I listened to the one where he did with about Rob Santana or Rob, Rob Thomas and Santana that smooth from the 90s oh, it was boy. like the yep. biggest fucking most annoying song ever just like really, the ocean it was I know in, the moon it was an interesting listen to though even if the songs aren't great it's really good listening to it so that's probably I listen to a lot of like music podcasts I listen to obviously movie podcasts uh, Cinema 9 I listen to that a lot oh I've heard uh, of anything, that one yeah Basically, tons of stuff from The Ringer and all, everything that Bill Simmons' group puts out. I listen to a lot of that stuff. Is it only because he starts every show with Pearl Jam and the show that we were at in Wrigley Field? So. <laughs> he plays quarter, right? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Mason's talking about lore. My wife listens to lore. What is it? Uh, it's extremely hard to uh, understand, but it's basically they just talk about like almost like mythical things or folklore from you know the last century or whatever and this guy has a really monotone voice um but it's it's interesting and he talks for like an hour hour and a half i can't get into it but it's like perfect for my wife talk about like oh we're gonna talk about werewolves or like aesop 
fa- fables right now or something. Really wow. Grimm's like fairy how, tales? How the wheel was invented. Ooh, yeah. The first tire. The first rubber tire. That'd be a good one. Okay, I've never <laughs> heard of that show. Podcast. See? I'm learning on the show, guys. That's what the Plaza Podcast is all about. <laughs> Small says go. we need more Nickelback to raise morale up in here. You damn right we do. Never made it more than got it poor man stealing. Nickelback will continue to play until uh, I don't until something until the world ends. Well, the Angels were doing it as walk-up songs for all their players until they won, but I think they won last night, right? So is it over? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's over now because Shohei Otani basically led them to a victory by pitching and hitting his way to a win over the Red Sox. Just Bob says Nickelback will continue to play until attitudes change. <laughs> Whose attitudes are those? Nickelback's attitude towards us or our attitude towards Nickelback? I'm not sure where we're going with that. But either way, I appreciate all the live chatter we got here. Follow Joe. I mentioned that. So I said thank you to Britton Allen, our latest Patreon subscriber. And I want to say thank you to the new followers. There's so many. I can't go through all of them. But when you follow the show on Twitter, Plaza Podcast 2Ls, 2Zs. Yeah, me too. You get connected with us on Twitter. And uh, let's shout out 225 Let's Go. The Lance Lynn fan account is following us now, Deary. That's exciting news. I didn't I didn't think we'd bag the Lance Lynn fan account. That's a big score for us. And also a shout out to a strange skull and crossbones icon followed you. It's no words, Deary, at all. It's not there's not a single word and they're avatar is like four squares that look like those alphabet blocks remember those alphabet blocks we were kids that had like the letters on them and you could stack them yeah of course yeah Yeah, that's what it looks like i don't so he just has a symbol so he's like prince (laughs) i guess so yeah uh ryan richter shout out to you welcome to the show my friend thanks for following us we love having you here and i want to give a big shout out to oh yeah there it is cream city prospects so this is what when I mentioned that earlier, Cream Plaza Creamcast, I think that's why. So we're being followed now by the Cream City Prospects handle. And the Cream City Prospects handle is what, Deary? Any idea? Cream City? Um, yeah. I don't know. At spunk.org? <laughs> no, what city? Uh, it's a city. So it's their prospects of it. I don't know what the Cream a, City is. What is the Cream City? I, would, I don't know if I would have guessed this either. It's Milwaukee. apparently... That's right, you got it. Hey, Is it Milwaukee? Right. Woohoo! Wow, what a guess. Nice job, bro. Nice job. That makes sense. Yeah, beer. Uh, you know, suds. I was thinking of cheese. Dairy. Cream. Oh. I was thinking of cream soda, but then I realized it wouldn't be cream soda, so it would be beer. And that's obviously Bernie the Brewer. Is that the guy who slides down the slide? Wee! Dangerous. Yeah, I love that guy. That guy's a lot of fun. But um, I think I would also think about St. Louis, I guess. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. And that's pretty much it. But anyways, that's who the Cream City Prospects are. So check out the Cream City Prospects if you love prospects. You want to follow every prospect in the world possible so you can gobble up all the prospect news that's fit to print. And then uh, thanks to the Discorder. You guys have been smoking it in the Discord. We've grown to over 125 Discord connectors. That's fantastic. I mean, we're independent podcasts. We have no connection with any legitimate source in the world. We're not CBS. We're not ESPN. We're not Yahoo. We're nothing. We got 125 of you up in there talking about the food you eat, uh, the shows you're watching, um, Jamie's weird after hours podcast channel, or not a podcast channel. It's just his own channel because he stays up and works third shift. So he's always all alone. So we gave him a channel so we'd have something to do after hours. You can have your own channel if you want. 
just ask. We'll give it to you. I mean, we got Christian Crespo, who is officially underway. Christian Crespo knows a lot about prospects, and he's coaching for the Bluefield Ridge Runners down in the Appalachian League, dearie. And he's got his own channel, so he's an actual coach. He's a prospect guru, but he's actually in that league coaching. So we, he posted the first lineup card they had in their first game last week. It was awesome in that channel. So you can have free access to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's, your, it's all your cool. Appalachian League fantasy. <laughs> uh, Deary, I'm going to kick you out. You're going to come right back in. Your audio is a little weird. I'm not sure why. All right. Come out right back in. But we also have Benjamin Chase. The guy's a fucking madman. Shout out to you, Benjamin. Shout out to Christian. So many shouts. The prospect talk in there is becoming so legitimate that it makes us seem like we're a prospect show. It really does. The prospect talk is probably the biggest benefit of the discord right now but we also have a sunday ama which is exclusively for patrons only and i do that every sunday at three o'clock p.m eastern time it's an audio based clubhouse style audio chat about anything you need to know for the upcoming fab bids roster decisions etc so i wanted to make sure that you guys know what you're getting if you sign up for the patron you could be a part of that ama every sunday at 3 p.m eastern time i'll stay on as long as anybody needs to stay on there it really is worth it i feel like and there's so much more beyond that so that's the story there okay you're back sorry about that how's this audio any better crackle. yeah the crackles are gone i don't hear a crackle you sound like you again okay crackle Good yay crackle oh crackle. shit is that the square thing I think you're thinking of Chunky. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Does Crackle have, Crackle have a yellow wrapper? With the you're silver? Thinking Mis- you're thinking of Mr. Goodbar. The fuck is Crackle then? I don't even know what Crackle... <laughs> Crackle's red. <laughs> oh, shit. God, I got it wrong? Now I got to look this up. Right in the business time, too. I know this is going on. Crackle it's candy like a bar. Hershey bar with like, uh, like Rice Krispie type Oh, in yeah. It's spelled with a K, too. K-R-A-C-K-E-L. Crackle. Yep, there it is. Okay. Wow, Deary. Well, that was a nice pull. Yeah, so uh, that's all happening. All of this is available to you. I also want to shout out the, pl- the Patreon for the Reliever Recon guys. Reliever Recon. The name says it all. Reliever Recon. Does it not? They're doing good, good stuff over there. So I think that's enough. I've, I've kissed a lot of ass here, and I'll stop there. I already mentioned my Fantrax article, which Deary was very, very generous about. Comes out every Monday, FantraxHQ.com. Not just me. You got Marty Tallman. We love him. We got Bubba. Bubba writes there. We got so many people that you can read their work. All Leak Wong. All Leak Wong. I can't talk today. All Leak Wong. <laughs> I should just move past that flub. But anyways, that's the business. Thank you so much. We love doing this show with you guys. That's what the Plaza Podcast is all about. We're live here. If you want to be a part of the show, we got the live chat. I want to catch up on a few comments here. How about this, Deary? Shane Bad season debut tomorrow. Oh, Stash Baz. Is it Boz or Baz, actually? I don't actually know. I think it's Boz. Okay, I'll go with Boz. Like the Boz? The Boz. Remember when Bo Jackson ran over the Boz? That was pretty badass. Uh, Stashed Boz. Very excited. I'm going to Stash Boz. Good for you, Smalls. That's a good stash. I actually Stashed Boz myself. On my main event team, which has had some hard times. I lost Freddie Peralta. I lost Jesus Lazardo, who I dropped last week, by the way. Done. I'm done yeah, with the redraft. Unknown. Too much unknown. Oh, he, he, hasn't, he hasn't even pitched at all. He hasn't even thrown a side session. He hasn't he played catch, Jerry. So 
you talk about re-ramping up for a starter's workload. We're talking six weeks, maybe, right? At maybe least, a month yeah, minimum. Yeah, and they've just been saying indefinite at this point. So anytime I see indefinite, so like I'm not getting him again this season. Yeah, I went heavy on hey Yoshi. No squeak toys, okay? Come on. No squeak toys. It's annoying. Yoshi's over here squeaking on a goddamn squeak toy. She never uses squeak toys until I start doing a podcast. It's hilarious. Come here, bud. Come here. Come on. Bring that here. Okay, good girl. Uh, yeah, so I stashed Boz about three weeks ago, and that's going to pay off now because he's Absolutely. going to be oh, he's going to be a badass. I'm, Thank you, Jesus. I'm definitely thanking Jesus right now. Thank you, Jesus. Really excited for that. Thank you. Thank you, India. Thank you, Terror. <laughs> That song? Yeah, Alanis. <laughs> I watched this thing last night. Oh, speaking of Alanis, last thing, we'll get to leading off, which is already 25 minutes into the show. I watched a retrospective on, you can't do that on television. Do you remember that oh, show? Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, where did you watch this? I want to watch this. Uh, it was on uh, Joe Blow. I always This Joe Blow oh, yeah, YouTube yeah. channel. They got yeah. all these videos about everything. And it's like TV shows gone but not forgotten and that show was on from 79 until 1990 on Nickelodeon. And it basically, what I learned that I didn't know at the time is that it made Nickelodeon what it was able to become. Because without mm-hmm. that show, they wouldn't have the slime. That's where the slime originally comes yeah. from. Yeah. It's not yeah. Double Dare. I, I'd like to watch, like, rewatch some episodes of that because I probably haven't seen it since I was maybe like eight, nine years old. And I just... Like, I remember a few things, like them being Damn! in the lockers, and then they would, yep. like, come out of the lockers and say stuff to each other. They say stupid jokes. <laughs> there was, like, a guy that was, like, this military dude that would shoot people. Like, yes. Like, they'd line them up. It was, and... <laughs> it was the same guy who played the adult male. He was that guy. He was also Barth, that gross Barth. cook. Yeah, Barth. Yeah, the, yeah, the <laughs> lunchroom cook. Yeah, he played, like, five different characters. That guy was awesome. He, he died in 2009, so he's dead oh, now, shit. but. I can't remember his name. He's a Canadian actor, and I learned a lot more about him. So I strongly recommend checking that out on the Joe Blow YouTube channel. Uh, shout out to Joe Blow. Everyone! Yeah, everyone would love Joe Blow, I'm sure. But you can't do that on television. I used to watch that show all the time, so it just yep. reminded me. A lot of more set was on five episodes. Amazing. So. And, but they did like a billion episodes. And apparently, you can't really find it except on Paramount+. Plus. They have only three seasons. They don't even have the whole series, mm-hmm. but they've got... A couple of the seasons on Paramount Plus. So I didn't realize right. it started in the late seventies. That's wild. Yeah, nineteen seventy nine. It started as just a nothing local Canadian thing because they needed to put on like a show to keep a contract or something in Ottawa. So it was a local kids show in Ottawa, and then people liked it, so they cut out the local angle and made it a national thing, and it got picked up by Nickelodeon, and the rest is history. So, and you wouldn't have those bozo ass slime games in the playoffs that you get in the NFL without. You can't do that on television. That's a fact. Yeah. Having said all that, let's get into leading off. Boop. Okay, and leading off today, it's actually funny that he brought up Shane Boz because that's one of the guys I want to talk about. Boz is going to make his return tomorrow. And it's going to be exciting to see how long he can go. And his last start, I feel like he went four and a third. Struck out 10, mm-hmm. though. He was really, really good in his rehab start. Shane Boz is a guy who has all the tools. He's not better than Shane McClanahan right now because McClanahan has just taken off to another level, Deary. So I'm not going to say that. But he certainly 
he could be what McClanahan is. He has all the tools, and he can strike out fools like it's nobody's business. He's got a caper nine in the 12s. I mean, it's not been a lot of MLB activity. It's only 13. So I wouldn't, 13 innings pitch is not a lot to go on. But even in the minors, in bigger samples, 13 caper nines uh, was fairly consistent, 10 caper nines. So how excited are you for Shane Boz? Do you have any shares, Deary? Do you give a shit? Who cares? Oh, I care. I just, I have no shares of him right now. He's been stashed in in many leagues and everyone's been waiting for this. Obviously he's in the perfect organization. We've seen what the Rays have been able to do with starting pitchers over the years. And then oftentimes these guys leave Tampa and then they turn into shit. Look at Blake Snell. But yeah, Shane Boz is going to sport a 97 mile per hour fastball. He's got great off-speed stuff with a combination of a slider and a curveball, even throws a change up a little bit. So he's got four really, really solid pitches. Never had walk issues in the minors, so he's going to be a high K guy. Even if there are some struggles early, he's because he's probably not going to be going seven, eight innings early on. They're going to ramp him up. So look for him over these first few starts to you know four or five innings. But I think he's going to be really solid. I don't imagine he's available in many, many leagues, uh, but he's a guy that I think you could maybe get on the cheap before he has his breakout here coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Victory lap certified. That's right. We're already doing victory laps on Shane Boz. He's amazing. He's dominant. <laughs> and anybody who has him, you're the best person that ever exists. Congratulations. Victory lap certified. Yeah. Okay. We had a couple comments I wanted to get to. Mason said, I would love to see a team use pro wrestling themes as their walk-up songs. Ooh. Absolutely. Well, if you love pro wrestling and you're new to the show, Mason, I think you should go back and check out our, uh, <laughs> our fucking Royal Rumble we did. Back in, what was that, February? It was while the it's, lockout was still going on. Yeah, it was late February. The yeah. Bounce Back Royal Rumble. The Bounce Back Royal Rumble. Now, Jeff McNeil won the, the Royal Rumble, correct? Jeff McNeil won the Royal Rumble. Who did he beat? Kyle Hendricks, which doesn't oh, yeah. look... Okay. I'm glad I'm Kyle glad Hendricks you, I'm lost. I'm glad Jeff McNeil won it. I mean, there was... Yeah, if you go back and listen to it, there's not much planning involved in it. It was very off the cuff, <laughs> but it's it's wild. Yeah. It definitely was wild, but uh, it was a lot of fun. So go check that out, Mason, if you're into that stuff, because, you know, wrestling is something that me and Deary grew up on. We talked about it before. It was a lot of fun. It's not exactly my thing anymore. I don't know what the fuck goes on in wrestling, Deary, anymore, but, you know, it's always going to be part of our, our childhood. You know? Yeah, we're kids mm-hmm. from the 80s, so all those classic walk-up songs you will hear in the Bounce Back Royal Rumble on the Plaza podcast. That was a good yeah. hour of us just... Playing the same six to seven. Yeah, there's a lot of this. A lot of me talking like this. Yeah, doing my terrible Vince McMahon impression. Jason Housenet. What a name. That's a beautiful name. Housenet. That's I love that name, Jason. Welcome to the show, Jason. What's going on with Jaron Duran? Why didn't the Sox call him up? Well, okay, so Duran got called up last weekend, dearie. He let off in two games... To Utah. Utah. And give me two. He was okay. And he had 29 straight games in the minors prior to being called up. He had got on base safely. So he was only up, though, because of JBJ, who was on paternity leave. Jackie Bradley Jr. is on paternity leave. He goes back down, and then, you know, he's back in the minors. So I just, I don't know what I can tell you other than that. It seems like the Red Sox would have to give up on the season and maybe make some sellers moves if it continues that way, and then Duran will come up and get to play regularly. I, I can never predict what the Red Sox are doing or never have any idea 
or explanation for why they do certain things. I mean, their bullpen has been the obvious, you know, outlot. They should be know, shit out for that. Obvious fact. We're not hearing yeah, more abs- about that, Deary. Like their abs- bullpen management has been fucking horrible this year. Yeah. Uh, like did Cora just forget how to manage, but like back to Duran, like, I mean, this guy's been really solid through the minors. He, he came up with the club last year and he was a disaster. He was terrible last year, struck out 35% of the time. He just had a problem getting on base. The power wasn't there, but he's been really, really good in AAA this year. But, like, there's just not a spot for him on the team right now in case people are having babies or there's injuries. So they're a really interesting team to, like, explore and try to figure out because they got guys. You know, you look at Tristan Cassis, you look at Duran, you look at guys in the minors they have that are really good. But these guys are getting a short cup of coffee and then they're back down. So it's like they're going with some of these older guys. Obviously, defensively in the outfield, they're a mess because if you got to put J.D. out there – that's that's a disaster, and they're just a very funky team. They go on these huge streaks of winning a ton, and then they'll have this lull. Um, you know, starting pitching, I figured was going to be their issue all year long, but it's been their bullpen that they just can't seem to figure out how to manage it. I mean, this guy won a fucking World Series. Core won a World Series. Yeah, he was a bench coach for a World Series, and he won his own World Series the next year, seventeen and eighteen. Are those flukes now? I don't know. But is the front office too involved? Is Chaim Bloom, who came from the Rays a couple years ago, he made a couple of trades, including the Mookie Betts trade, which is... Uh, no, no squeak toys. No squeak toys. Thank you. A, uh, I don't know how that Betts trade is looking, frankly. I mean, Betts is back to himself this year. and mm-hmm. Connor Wong, Jeter Downs, Alex Verdugo. No, I mean, Verdugo yeah. sucks. So. Yeah, he's been bad this year. Maybe Chaim Bloom doesn't know what he's doing. So I don't, I'll leave it there. I can't prove that, but you know, there's some data out there that's starting to show that the Red Sox may be a little bit more clueless than we expected of them. So the bottom line here is Duran doesn't get called up unless there's an opportunity. If he does get called up, the both times he got called up this year, Deary, twice, he was up and then down almost immediately. And I'm a moron because I spent $32 on Jaron Duran in my main event fab last year. Sunday, which we'll get to momentarily and name that runner-up fab bid, but I have to be honest and come correct, Erie. I failed. Hey, let me let me get on the record here. Ready? Because I want people to know this. You have failed. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Boz better than McClanahan? Well, we just mentioned this. No, not right not now. No. Fuck no. Uh, McClanahan is ridiculous right now. Says just Bob. Yeah, sure is. Uh, what's his hard hit balls look like? Uh, Boz, <laughs> his hard hit balls for Boz. Well, we don't. We have such a tiny sample here. You can't really go. I'm not gonna. I don't think it's a viable tool. But in his brief appearance last year, it was 32% hard hit rate he gave up, 10% barrel rate. So it's so such a small sample, though. It's like who gives a fuck? It's stupid, right? Yeah, and I think that if you see a minor leaguer that can strike out to the propensity that he has, like I'm gonna be all over that anytime when you can get swings and misses. It'll be interesting. Interesting to see what he does against major league talent, but. More often than not, that stuff will begin to translate. Yep, that's true. Also, here's a shout out for you, Mason. You re- you love wrestling. Uh, here you go. And <laughs> I can see DiBiase's face right now. That, that stupid face. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's gonna pay. Oh man, that's good. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Amazing. We, uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, a boss season. I expect good things. 
We just want to see a bigger sample size so we can have some more validity to how good he is. But the talent has already been there, and everything he did in the minors was like, oh, wow, okay, fuck yeah, I want to be a part of this guy. Nobody nobody argues that point. I mean, let's look at his biggest sample size. How about this? 2019, single A, 81 innings pitched. He held a 299 ERA, had a 3.66 FIP, but he had a 9.6 K per nine. Uh, home run to fall ball rate was in the shitter, 5%. That's good, so... And the walks, though, were at four. That was in 81 innings. That's a lot of walks, dearie. That's that's somewhat concerning. But like any young pitcher who has great stuff and has to learn to control it, that's going to be Boz's Achilles heel is making sure that he doesn't walk too many guys. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about it this way. He was 20 years old. Most of these guys get away with just their fastball from 15 to 18, 19 years old. And then once you get into, you know, the minor leagues, that's when you got to start developing other pitches. So I'm sure that's when he was honing in on getting that great curveball and slider and there was going to be some bumps in the road but you know if you combine all his innings you know over the next year and a half walk rate looks really good hmm okay good stuff i like what i'm hearing here and we like to support here live on the plausible podcast two l's two z's we're here for you utah he's cdri 1999 on twitter i'm at mj govier gov is in victor i e r Let's do a weekly Plaza Podcast Invitational update, dearie. Da, 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 da. I should have like a fun intro for that, but I don't. Uh, how's your Plaza Podcast Invitational team looking as of today? I'm okay. I'm in I'm in fifth place. I've been teetering back and forth between third and seventh over the last couple of weeks. So nice. I, I love my hitting. I have, you know, the most points in hitting in the league, but my pitching has been, you know, a little suspect this year. It's you know, closer to the bottom of the league right now, but you know. Zach Waxman is leading my league by a ton right now. He's also fifth overall. I'm 28th overall, you know, still making moves here to hopefully, uh, you know, move up a little bit. But, yeah, pitching has been a disaster. I mean, it's, you know, we, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It's, you know, when you draft guys like Jose Barrios, who's been absolutely terrible, Ian Anderson finally had a quality start the other day. Clayton Kershaw was fantastic and then got hurt. You know, and this is this is a draft and hold. So, you know, we drafted 50 rounds. There's no moves after that. So it, it makes it a little difficult when uh, you got guys in your team that may not even be on the squad anymore or could be in the minors. Yeah. Deary, it's the same old story. Brock this monster. Shout out to our main man there. He's killing it. Still leads the way in the overall. Remember, there's 75 teams in the overall. We have five 15-team leagues in the Palazzo Podcast Invitational, which is growth from last year. We had four, so that's good. We added more, and there's the league winner, and then there's the overall winner. So it's a fun component. We're not the main event, or we're not TGFBI, but it's our own fun little world here in the Palazzo Podcast. We love everybody who participated. And if you want to participate next year, just make sure you're following the show and stay connected because I put the link out usually around January or beginning of February for the drafts. Yeah. And it's hosted on NFBC. If you're not familiar with NFBC, that's a new thing that you should get familiar with. I mean, I drafted Machado, Trout, and Judge, three of my first four picks. And wow. Been absolutely huge. And then Marcus Simeon, if you haven't noticed, has been absolutely scorching the ball over the last I've heard weeks. some things. Yeah. Six home runs, six steals. He had a seven he had that double header. double header game the other day. So he's finally yeah. starting to come around as well. Yeah, Deary's a 28th overall right here in the overall. So you, you got a shot. That's good. You're in the ballpark at least. Let's go all the way down to find Michael Gobier. Whoa, boy. Whoa, uh, 66th overall. Buzzkill. Man, what a bummer, dude, huh? You have failed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fucking loser. Um, remember that song? I'm a loser. Remember that three doors down? That was a thing. <laughs> 
You remember yes, that? Yes, it, it was a thing. I was like a really big fan for about two months, and then I'm like, oh, man, this is lame. I can't do this. I got to tell you, I definitely, I love that song, Loser. Uh, not the Superman song so much, Kryptonite, but Loser, I was like, oh, I like these guys, yeah. They, they had some catchy songs off that first record, for sure. Hey, that's a catchy tune. So, yeah, Plaza Podcast Invitational. Right now, it's Brockdus Monsters World, and we're all living in it. He works over at FTN Fantasy, so if you want to learn from the best, like Brock, then go to ftnfantasy.com and read his shit. Follow him on Twitter. He's a great follow. He knows the game inside and out. He's very, very intelligent. That's Brock Miller. Runner-up right now is Greg Jewett of Reliever Recon. Shout-out to Greg. And then Zach Nelson, Sean Blott, and Zach Waxman himself. Draft Champions Podcast, Draft Champagne on Twitter. That's your top five. So Zach has moved up to the top five. I don't think he was in the top five prior, so good for him. All right, and then, uh, Deary, Glarf. Let's talk about Glarf. Now, Deary, this is a point of pride for us, right? You feel pretty happy Absolute, about our situation? Yeah, I tweeted it out yesterday. How uh, proud I am of us Palazzo boys. That's fantastic. Top two in the league. Look at that, everybody. Yeah! This is a big moment for us. I think we should... Woo-hoo! Yes! Thank you, Jesus! This is very cool, man. People didn't think it would happen. No way. But here we are, and it's June. We're two months in, and you and I are right next to each other, 108 to 101 in points, and John Fish right behind us at 100 points. So it's a three-person race. Jenny Butler's in fourth and 97. After that, it drops off to 87 points with Mr. Dr. Mike Carter, who's a great follow. So is Jenny. So is John. I mean, all these people in this league are, I'm not just saying this. They're good people, and they also know their shit. It's great, and Glarf is doing fantastic in the overall as we are leading Earth. See, we were behind early on. That's why you never panic. People are like, oh, shit, Glarf sucks now. Oh, we look at this. La- look at- we were in last early on. <laughs> yeah, but that was – I knew that wouldn't last. I wasn't no, – no way. Being in last wouldn't last, and now we're in the thick of it here. You're in 10th overall, Deary. Top 10 overall. Way to go, Deary. I'm at 17th overall. That's good news, and – other Glarfers in the mix in the top 30. There's Jenny Butler at 24. Way to go, Jenny. Keep representing Glarf. Jenny knows betting very well, by the way. She gave me a little tip about MLB betting when I hung out with her in Las Vegas back in March. Some mm. good stuff about how the unders are always a safe play. It was really interesting. Follow her and get connected with Jenny. She can show you the ropes on fantasy and MLB betting if you're interested. And NFL. She loves uh, gambling overall. And then Mike Carter's at 29, Deary. So we got a, a few people in the top 30. That's good news. Uh, right now, though, George Montanez, Jorge himself, is leading the charge. He has moved into first and overtaken Ray Butler, who has been in first almost mm-hmm. the entire season in the overall contest. Yeah, let's see where he's at here. Oh, yeah, he's got a big he's got a big lead, at least on, on, on me here. Oh, man. Yeah, you see, this is the thing. Overall points is how this works, and Ray has 1,191, and then I have 988. That's a big gap for me at 17th, and you have 1,074, so that's another 100-plus points that you got to catch up on. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of kicked stolen bases and saves down the street. Uh, I've been able to get some saves here in the last few weeks and move up some spots, but stolen bases have been difficult, so... You know, I, I don't think I'm going to have a shot to win the overall when you're that bad in a couple categories, but sure, I could possibly take Glarp. And remember that this is a Fab League, okay? So it's a Roto, 15-team, 5-by-5, two-catcher league, but Fab is a very much a important part of this, so you can make changes, 
make improvements and get your team back in the mix. As we scroll through the rest of the standings, which has 150 overall, a lot of names you'll recognize like Batflip Crazy, Sarah Sanchez, Lauren Auerbach, Jeff Erickson from Rotowire himself, where my troll made his debut. Shout out to Kent, the troll. Hi, Kent. Uh, and there you go. So those are just a few names. That's it. Checking in on Glarf. Good times. I love doing that. I love the fact that we're in Glarf together now, dearie. It was long overdue. And now, if one of us wins it, that'll be a nice boost for the show. Oh, yeah. Everybody will start following us if we win Glarf. <laughs> that's funny, dude. You got to know, dearie. Maybe, you know, I'll just retire. Maybe I'll just retire from fantasy baseball if I win Glarf. <laughs> I don't expect to win, though. Something bad is going to happen. It always happens. Boskill. Small says Boskill. I love that. That's already hilarious to me. I think he's referring to the high walk rate I mentioned earlier in the show. Yeah, sorry about that, Smalls. Boskill. All right, let's play a favorite game that nobody really cares about. It's called <laughs> Name That Runner-Up Fabbit. Time to play the most ridiculous and pointless game that is sweeping the nation. That's right. It's time for Name That Runner Up Fabbit. All right. Name That Runner Up Fabbit. You guys have been playing along with us in the live chat the last couple of weeks, which we really dig. So let's get into it. Right off the bat, dearie, I want to go to my main event because I always think it's interesting to show the fab of the main event. This is a huge money league. It costs $1,700 to get an entry into this fucker. So let's see what the people who pay big money are doing. I'm going to give you... Oh, wait, this is Glarf. My bad. How about this? Luis Garcia of the Washington Nationals. Mm. I've been really kissing his ass over the last week on Twitter. I'm a big fan of Luis Garcia. I think he was a great value play at middle infield. I really wanted to acquire him. The winning bid for Luis Garcia was $87 in the main event league. Gary, what was the runner-up fab bid for Luis Garcia at $87? Mm. Audience, feel free to play along in the live chat, too. Mm. 49 49. Okay, that's interesting. The original bid was $87. We got Just Bob saying 56. He's going over Deary just a hair. Actual retail price on Luis Garcia in my main event league last Sunday for Fab was $52 on the runner up Fab bid. Oh, Jason went with 37. That was lower, but both you and uh, Just Bob were in the ballpark there, Deary. Nice job. That's close. That's close. That was me who lost that bid, by the way. I bid 52. And I got outbid by Jeff Zimmerman and Tanner Bell, who co-manage a team in the main event. They're also known as the co-writers of The Process, which is a great book. And Tanner Bell's a local Michigander, too. So shout out oh, to Tanner. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you- oh, wait. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, you don't have to lock it up, Tanner. There you go. I, I can't remember exactly where he lives, but he's in the Metro Detroit area for sure. Okay. We talked about going to a Tigers game and blah, 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 which we still need to do, Tanner. We got so many things to do. So little time. Deary, what do you got? Give me a fab bid. Uh, let's go over to my TGFBI league, which it, looking at these bids and runner-ups, it, it appears that a lot of people forgot about fab bids last Sunday, including myself. By the way, this is also my worst league. It's an embarrassment that I am in last place, but when you draft 
Jose Barrios, Casey Mize, Jesus Lozardo, Walker Bueller, Ian Anderson, <laughs> and as your first five pitchers, you're going to be fucked. So I have like the worst starting pitching in this league. Oh, wow. Let's go over to Joe Adele came up last week. Uh, yeah. Had a couple Tyler hits Ward's last on the few uh... days. He started, yeah, Ward has been on the DL here, IL here. So, DL, Joe Adele, oh my God. Don't say DL. How dare you? Joe Adele picked up for $24. What is the runner up bid for Joe Adele? $24. I wouldn't pick up Joe Adele first off. The guy still strikes out like a madman, and I have no faith in him in Los Angeles at all. That's my opinion. As opposed to Luis Garcia bid, I really, really wanted Luis Garcia, and that pissed me off that I lost that bid because I really could have used him in my main event league. But I'll say the runner-up fat bid for Joe Adele of $24 is 16 That's way too high. The runner-up bid for Joe Adele this week was $3. Oh, whoops-a-daisy. Well, I was slightly off on that one. So were you, Just Bob. Jason said 13 That was a little lower. Yeah, $3. Okay, that, that's about what I would have bid if I was going to bid at all. I wouldn't bid much. That's a good call. Yeah, it, I, I would have been single digits on him if I was really trying to pick him up. Wow. Uh, let's do. Uh, let's go to a 12-teamer. I don't think I've done this yet this year. Let's go to, to my Midnight Madness League, which is run by none other than Mike the Mouth himself. The Eduardo Rodriguez lover he is. Mike the Mouth, Midnight Madness Draft starts literally at midnight Pacific time during the weekend of all the live events that the NFBC does for main events and auction drafts, and it happens in his Bellagio suite. I was there. I remember sitting there. It was already midnight, which is 3 a.m. our time on the East Coast. I was a little bit tired. We drafted right then and there. So what were some of the fab results for this, which is a $750 entry fee for those of you that are curious? I'm going to give you, Deary, Riley Green. Mm. $63. Now, Riley Green, mm. this is a 12-team league. Riley Green, $63. Name that runner-up fab bid. Yeah, so Riley Green, a lot of people thought he would have been called up when, um, you know, this past week, especially with, you know, the roster construction having to change. And, you know, Robbie Grossman has been out for the Tigers, which some people were thinking that he maybe he would be DFA'd and Riley Green's been pretty good, but it seems like they want to give him a couple more weeks. He said 60, 60 what? 63 was the winning bid for Riley Green. I'm going to go $45 on Riley Green. I think we see Green here pretty soon, uh, certainly before July, I think. Yeah. You said 43? Yes. Jason says 60, and looks like we got a 42 from Just Bob. Actual runner-up bid of $63, which was the winning bid for Riley Green in my 12-team league, was 21. 21. A little bit of an overpay there. Well, that's what I thought for a 12-team league. But, you know, in a 15-teamer, I would expect even more than that. In a 12-teamer, I thought he would have gone for like 30 or 40 bucks. I, I bid on him. I was way too low, though, so... I lost out on Riley Green in a 12-teamer. So, that's life, dearie. Shit happens, right? Oh, back to Mike uh, the Mouth. I listened to him on Waxman's podcast last week. He had some really nice things to say about you. Did he really? Yeah, he did. He shit on everybody oh. else, but he loves you. <laughs> Mike, Mike the Mouth is such a classic example of performance. Yeah. The reality, playing with 
what we think we know about people online and offline and who they really are. It's just, you know, it's just a game. People who take everything literally and seriously all the time are going to fall for his act. When in truth, this guy's like a really, really humble, sweet, caring. Well, maybe he's not humble, but he's a very kind and caring <laughs> human being. So, yeah, I'm not trying to blow up your spot, Mike. I love you. I'm a big fan of yours, but I know the truth. Busted! It's interesting. It's weird people talk about us on different shows. Very strange. Uh, okay. That's a fun feeling, though. We're grateful for the runner-up fab bed. That was that game. It's in the can. And now we can say our prayers. Do you say prayers when people already have something happen to them? Or don't you want to say a prayer before something bad happens to someone? Isn't that right? I haven't said a prayer in about 35 years. You know, Christina was talking to me last night. She goes, maybe I need to start praying. I go, it's totally false unless you really believe in it, Christina, and you don't believe in it, so I don't think you should start praying. I'm like, that seems pretty selfish. That's funny, Christina. Be you, girl. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. That's right. It's sad music. Sounds like danceable music, but this is a sad segment. Unfortunately, this, this one hurts, too. Tyler Stevenson is out four to six weeks, a thumb injury, which happened on a, a foul tip, or a foul ball, right? Did you see this? Yeah. <sighs> Such a bummer, man. He's yeah. swinging a good bat. He's, he already had the concussion earlier in the year when Luke Voigt totally trashed his ass at home plate, which you're not supposed to do anymore. And uh, that's a huge bummer for me because I have so many shares of Tyler Stevenson. I went heavy in him at catcher in a lot of leagues. And now... I just, I just dropped Cal Rally. In fact, in my main event to pick up Jose Trevino, and so now I'm stuck with you know. Both those guys have been very good the last two weeks. Yeah, but I need. I would have liked to have held on a rally if I know that Stevenson was going to get hurt. It just sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, how do you feel about this? Other than the fact that it's almost impossible to replace catchers like this because most guys are already rostered usually. Yeah, you know, Stevenson was a guy that I really loved last year, and we were excited because he was going to get full playing time this year. And You know what happened? I'd listened to too many other people being off on Stevenson, saying that the average wasn't going to be able to sustain. He wasn't going to be able to hit the ball hard enough and get it out of the park. And I stayed away, and I wish I didn't because, you know, thinking of catching that kind of came out of nowhere. I don't think Stevenson came out of nowhere, but you look at, you know, Alejandro Kirk, Heim, uh, William Contreras, the younger brother of Wilson Contreras. These guys are all outperforming guys like Salvador Perez, JT Real Muto, Yasmani Grandal. So, like, you could have waited on catcher and waited, you know, till maybe anywhere between 10 and 15 in terms of their normal rankings, and you could have got a top four catcher there. So losing Stevenson really sucks because he's he's been really, really good for the Reds this year. Oh, man. Yeah. Guys, I'm just sad right now. I'm trying to get over it. I want to be happy. I love doing the show. I love being here with Deary. I love talking with you guys in the live chat. The show is just not the same without the live chat. You guys rule. But, yes, Tyler Stevenson is not going to be available to us. And uh, it's sad. And it's sad. Uh, Hunter Dozier has been dealing with a side issue, Deary. Uh, are you aware of this Hunter Dozier concern? Uh, no, because I don't roster him anywhere. Oh, well, he hasn't, he's missed the last three games with what Matheny calls a side issue. I don't know. You could just say oblique. You just say that. I mean, is it his hip? I don't know. All I know is that his batting average has slipped a bit now and he's not playing. And at this point, it's either like, hey, is he going on the IL or is he returning tonight, Friday night to play against Baltimore, which is a nice matchup. 
I don't know. Yeah, has he sat out his last three games here? And, uh, you know, you and I both liked Hunter Dozier as a really nice value, super, super late, or even a guy that you can pick up as a free agent. He's been okay. The average has been better this year, betting 257. He's got five. Summer, maybe he could heat up, or maybe someone on the Royals could heat up because, goddamn, that team's been a mess this year. So we're waiting on Dozier here. Maybe we can get, you know, some more information over the next week here. I imagine it's probably going to be a DL stint, um, you know. So if you have them and you're in a league, maybe you're maybe you're dropping them, finding somebody else. But obviously, we know that like third base is a difficult position this year, and he also has eligibility at first base and outfield, so that gives him a little flexibility. I think it's one of the reasons that you can roster him. Um, but I'm not worried too much because I don't have him. Yeah, uh, Hunter Dozier, I have him quite a bit. He was a really cheap play because he has third base and outfield eligibility, which I love. That's something you want to have is have that varietal, that bonus where you can move him in different spots, especially when injuries crop up. You want a guy like Dozier on your squad. Our buddy Smalls here says, speaking of hips, didn't Whitlock just go out with a hip thing? He says he's had hip tightness. I don't see an IL stint, though, as of now. I think they're trying to use it as a explanation for his porous pitching lately mm-hmm. i don't know if that's true or not but something to keep an eye on i think uh he had just pitched the other day and he bummed me out and i was really sad about it because i'm another guy heavily invested in not going my way he's supposed to pitch at seattle on sunday but i don't know if that's going to happen or not as of now it's still happening and by the way for all the struggles that Whitlock's had he still has a 3.5 era so mm-hmm. it seems like it would be over four but it's not it's not even close and that's a positive. I, I take that as a win, even though Whitlock seems to have bummed me out because I want him to be elite every time he goes out there. I want you to dominate, and that's what I want now. Win, look at me. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've talked about Whitlock a ton, and it's so frustrating because even when he is pitching well, it's been difficult for him to get to five or six innings because he's a guy that really hasn't been a starter when he's been with the Red Sox. He was shut Deary, down I got to stop you. Win. Your audio is getting totally fucked here. I'm not sure what's going on. It's not cool. But I love you too much to let this continue. Right. You deserve I better. I yeah, I'm come back. on back. Yeah, come on back. Sometimes this happens, folks. StreamYard is a fickle thing. It really is. That's what we use, by the way. You want a little bit inside the show? Come on in. Come in here. I'll tell you. StreamYard is how we broadcast the show. And it lets us go to three different outlets at once. YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. But on Twitter... For some reason, you can't comment if you're watching this right now on Twitter. You can only view it, but you can comment in the live chat on YouTube and Twitch. There you go. I bet you didn't know that. Maybe you did. Who gives a shit? Uh, Small says, oh, no, Just Bob's talking about Jack Sawinski. Grab him. Jack Sawinski, dearie, of the Pirates. is homered in two straight games. He's got eight home runs now? What's the face I'm making? What do you think? Can you not hear me? I feel like Gary can't hear me, so I'm going to keep talking. I'll tell you this. Jack Sawinski, yeah, great call, Just Bob. Bonus points to you. You definitely know your baseball because Mr. Sawinski has been killing it. And people talked about Cal Mitchell. There's the O'Neill Cruz obsession. But right now, Jack Sawinski, you know, he's not hitting for average all that much. But eight home runs, a couple steals, I'll take it. And he's got a hitting streak going. I think about one, two, seven, eight, nine games in a row. Bottom line is... Sawinski is viable in 15-teamers, and I think right now up to 12-teamers. I would take Jack Sawinski for a ride in my 12-team OC. Would you, Deary? Yeah, I think I would. I mean, looking at his minor league numbers, uh, he 
pretty good walk rate. I mean, he's going to strike out, you know, 24, 25% of the time, but eight home runs here and 128 plate appearances, really nice. And he, he was able to, you know, get double digit home runs and, and the minors guys only 23 years old, showing a little bit of speed. So I'd certainly be taking a flyer on. Uh, how do you spell flyer? Is it F-L-Y-E-R? Or is it F-L-I-E-R? Because I know what a flyer is in the air, but is a flyer with an I that you put like on a wall? Hey, there's a flyer up for my big show coming up. You got to see our band. We kick ass. Yeah, the flyer that you're putting up on a wall and trying to get people to come to your shit indie rock show is F-L-Y-E-R. <laughs> wow, dude. Oh, man, I remember doing that. It's so funny. Dude, we're playing the Blind Pig. It's our big moment. Come on, dude. You got to be here. It's amazing. Actually, 20 years ago right now, on 4th of July next month, we played the awesome weekend show, 4th of July weekend, 2002, the Blind Pig. It actually was a really fun time. I'll never forget it. I, ex- I took mushrooms that night, and we played the show, and I feel like you my brother was mushrooms? there. Yeah, he- yeah. I took mushrooms and did a show, dearie, which just shows you how much I've changed because that sounds... Yeah, it blows my mind. ...fucking terrifying to me right now. Yeah. Like, I'm horrified by that, but it actually was a lot of fun, and I just remember how exhausted I was after it was over because it's, like, always such a... I was the lead singer, and it was an energetic thing, and it was... Oh, it was always like the most exhausting thing I ever did was to do a show, oddly enough. But the fact that I did it on mushrooms and survived makes me feel better because it was intense. It's like you're trying to remember the words, you're trying to sing, you look at all these people, and they're staring at you, and you're on mushrooms. And sometimes on mushrooms, you think about things you don't want to be thinking about. You're like, you could go down a dark path rather quickly. Why is that person staring at me? Why are they staring at me? Well, you're on stage, dumb fuck. That's why. Well, I think the time to take mushrooms is when you're 22 because you really just don't give a shit about Ooh. anything. Ab. So, absolutely. I could not recommend it more. In fact, I would recommend like right after high school, maybe like 18, 19. I, maybe it was 16 was a little premature for me, but I do recommend the experience because it just opens up your mind. It, if you're closed minded, you need to be open minded and mushrooms can do that. And microdosing has proven to be something that is becoming much more common now that actually fights depression and PTSD. So hallucinogens can do good things for us in this world. And I just want you to know that. I don't know why we're telling you this, but that's what <laughs> drug talk with the Plaza. Yeah. Talking drive. Ah, I'm in a drug corner here, the Plaza Podcast Drug Corner. Back in 1997, I huffed blue. It was lame, but I did it. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. I'm sure I did some once upon a time, but I'm not really giving you a real story there. Garrett Cooper, 11 multi hit games in the last 13. That's fantastic. I don't care, but it's cool. <laughs> do you care, dearie? Uh, I did pick him up for like a weekend last week. So <laughs> a weekend since, rental, Gary Cooper. Yeah. I since dropped him just cause I, you know, I had guys that were, it was a head to head league where I had to do something quickly. Oh, I got no, Hey, just Bob, no beef with that. At all you Gary Cooper, you need to fill a role there at corner infield or outfielder. Good for you, buddy. Uh, Jay hook. What's up, Joe? Shout out to Joe here in hockey. It's flyer F L Y. That's right. The Philadelphia flyers. I do remember that. Just Bob says, I'm 57. I still get flashbacks from LSD in the 80s. Yes, Just Bob. God, you are born for the show. You are our, our people. You are definitely with us, Just Bob. Uh, I did LSD, frankly, before I ever did mushrooms. That was the first. I should have done it in the opposite order. But I did it the same order as you did. Yeah. it just. I think this is true, dearie. I don't think this is a stretch. I think it was easier to get LSD as a teenager than it was to get booze. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what the fuck? It's fucking bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers, but that's our experience. I'm telling you. 
Weird, weird, weird. Uh, Jason says, love the mushroom stock. You cracked me up. Hey, we're here for the mushroom stock. Maybe we'll start doing like a mushroom segment. Talk about the benefits of mushrooms and how I it's been a positive. I would love to talk for about a half hour just on my experiences on mushrooms. <laughs> oh, man. It's been, yeah. it's been 19 years, but there were some fun times. <laughs> yeah, I think it's been, yeah. I think actually for me, it's later that year in 02, New Year's Eve 03. I think that was the last time I did it. Yeah, it's been about same time for me. That's Interesting. Peculiar. Jamie says, I didn't learn anything this year. That's okay. You don't have to learn anything. Just Bob says, definitely easier. He agrees with us on the access to drugs over booze. What a weird country we live in. Palazzo <laughs> PS. That's right. After Palazzo PS. The more you know. All right. Uh, God, I don't know where the hell we were there. Oh, we're talking about uh, injuries and who's doing what. How is what? baseball so. pods going to promote this one? <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if baseball pods is in the car right now with his kids. Uh, hopefully he's, uh, you know, making them aware and helping them understand the importance and the value of hallucinogens. Kids, it's okay. Hallucinogens can be a positive in your life. Don't don't read into the propaganda. But I'm not condoning or saying that children should be taking drugs. I'm not saying that. So, Jason says it was way easier to get LSD shrooms and bud. That's fucking hilarious. Everyone's saying the same thing. Oh, this is great. Thanks, guys, for <laughs> validating and verifying what me and Deary's experience turns out. It looks like it was pretty similar in the 90s, huh? That's funny. Okay, uh, some other players that are hurt. Anybody else uh, that got hurt that bummed you out? Because I think that's enough for bye, bye, bye. I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good, too. Uh, somebody asked me about Aroldis Chapman the other day. Like, should I sell Clay Holmes now or should I hold on to him? And I... I had a hard time expressing exactly what I should tell him to do because Holmes has good value. I said, if it's a holds league, keep Holmes no matter what. He's a great player for saves plus holds leagues. Yeah. But if it saves only, I wasn't opposed to selling Holmes high because I think the Yankees will want to take Chapman for another spin. It's also not a Achilles tear. It was tendonitis, right? So I'm expecting that Aroldis Chapman will be viable again this year. Yeah, he's supposed to throw a bullpen this Sunday, so he's he's probably still a few weeks away. But I would not sell Holmes quite yet. I would wait to see what happens with Chapman when he comes back, and I, I think they're going to take it easy with him. First of all, I mean, they're going to want him healthy for the playoffs. Obviously, the Yankees mm. will be in the playoffs. Not breaking yep. news here. They will be in the playoffs, and they're going to want him for that stretch run because you want a big power lefty coming out of the bullpen. And, you know, they got some other injuries in that bullpen right now as well, so – uh, we'll, we'll see how they move forward, but I would definitely hold on to, to Holmes. If you're in a saves and hold league, holds league, obviously you keep him, and you probably rostered him from the start of the season anyways. <laughs> That's you know, That was great analysis. I was just laughing at all these comments. <laughs> there are many benefits in hallucinogens. Hallucinogens. This was supposed to be a fantasy pod? Question mark? Microdosing is amazing. All right, there you go. The public has spoken. It's not let's just us. Dr- let's do a drug draft. <laughs> Where are you taking mushrooms in the drug draft? <laughs> substance use fantasy draft. Your substances. Where will uh, uh, that air spray shit? Where will nitrous fit in? Or where will that stuff? There used to be the stupidest thing we I ever did for sure. I gotta say this was this uh, this keyboard. You would like spray it on your keyboard to clean it out. Air duster. Fucking uh, air duster. That was dumb as hell. But we definitely huffed that thing, and somehow I survived. I'm still here. It's amazing I have a memory of it all, frankly. So. Maybe who you are today. Yeah. Kids, if you're listening to this, just remember, 
life is long and it can be very, very long. So take your time. Don't rush to anything. Enjoy your trading cards. Enjoy your video games. Enjoy your snacks and fruit roll-ups and, you know, hanging out and go to church every week. Enjoy those times. What a, what a those, fun life it is. Mike, this is 2022. None of those kids do any of those things anymore. This isn't 88. <laughs> no way. Well, shit. All right, you're right. Uh, oh, whippets. Yep. Okay. Now we got to stop. This is Let's the show's going this. off the rails. The show's going off the rails. I'm with you, Smalls. But I'm sure smoking weed doesn't help set a lineup. Well, actually, weed focuses some people. I know a guy. Like he does all his errands because he smokes weed first, and then he does everything. In fact, he probably couldn't do anything without it. Frankly, so <laughs> you you know who I'm talking about, dearie. So. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So uh, uh, let's did, uh, get in. Uh, did we just smoke? <laughs> oh yeah, dearie, read by mine so well. I wish uh, I wish he was here right now. I'd love to have him on the show. Maybe he'll come by one time. <laughs> that would be classic. Would that be wild? Get him on Twitter. All right. So who's on the mend? Uh, who's coming back soon? Who's return to the Mackin in Major League Baseball on your fantasy squads? You got to be excited. Someone's coming for you. They're going to make a difference for you. You're going to get the statistical, the goodness that you crave. It's going to make you a winner. Talking live. Dope talk on the Blogger Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. You talk. Give me two. This is more of a cocaine song, I guess. Like a, an uppers. Yeah, like, well, getting drunk. You're probably getting drunk, hit the dance floor. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I <laughs> uh, we got a question here. Uh, baseball, baseball, baseball. Okay. No, we're going to talk uh, Mark Morrison and English R&B now. Ooh. Jeffrey Springs value with Boz coming back. Uh, it's still I th- it's still in play. I mean, Ryan Yarbrough got optioned to the minors, so he's out. Yeah, he's so finished. Jeffrey Springs value is still very valid. And in fact, he keeps getting better. I really like what he's doing under the hood. I'm very pro Jeffrey Springs. Deary, do you disagree or agree? I mean, someone's got a pitch in that rotation. He's been really good. I mean, you're not going to hand the ball to Corey Kluber every four days. And we've seen what the Rays will do in the past. If they got to go six-man, they'll go six-man. If they need openers, they'll go openers. So, uh, yeah, I don't think Springs is going to lose any. Uh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I just stumbled upon. Deary, I know you love this stat. His strand rate, Springs has a 97% LOB percentage. That is yeah, not I, sustainable. I, I, I'm infatuated with LOB. I don't know what it is. Yes, it is not sustainable. 97. That's insane. That's out of this world. So that's actually a cause for concern. He's got a 162 ERA with a 3.26 FIP. So that doesn't ring all that harmoniously positive for Jeffrey Springs. Maybe he's not all that he's hyped up to be. I think if you look, though, at the game logs from his pitching as a reliever and then pitching as a starter... We'd probably have to dissect those splits up, Deary, and I'd mm-hmm. like to see how the numbers change there. But it definitely gives me pause. I was just freely saying, yeah, Jeffrey Springs. I like Jeffrey Springs. He's been doing great. But when I see some of these numbers here, like that strand rate, that's crazy, and the FIP is way higher than the ERA. These are causes for concern. So double-check, dig deeper. If the splits look better once he became a starter, stick with him. If not, it could be a good time to sell Springs, actually. 97% for an LOB percentage is not sustainable, but what I do really like on the flip side, and this is probably why he's getting out of this a lot, is he's not giving up home runs, and he's got a 41% ground ball rate. Ah, okay. 
That's good. That's good stuff. Thank you, dearie. All right, we got Jamie saying it's all good. Of course, it's all good. Jamie, you might want to sit this one out. <laughs> I think everyone's getting on Jamie's case because he wants baseball unless we talk. Jamie says, I dropped Mankata. I had enough oh. of that guy. Wow. Mm. That's a guy who came back from the IL, speaking of return to the Mac, and Makata has offered you Dick, and Dick would be a negative in this case. Dick. So, yeah, that's a weird it's a weird term to say Dick, but, like, when it means, like, it's shitty. Like, you're not, like, I'm getting Dick, which means nothing. That's how I would use the word there. It doesn't make sense, though. You're right, it you does want You would want more Dick. <laughs> you would think... You you are uh, correct, dear. You are correct. Uh, Mankata is. I'm the. Dearie knows. I'm like a Mankata aficionado. I can't get enough, and I get so many DMs about more than any player, dearie, bar none. It's Mankata. I had at least three or four DMs or questions on the sly, saying, "Should I drop Mankata in a 12-team league?" And I said, "If you can hold on to him, hang on a little bit." But I can totally understand <laughs> wanting to say bye, bye, bye to Mankata. Yeah, this is. I feel bad because this has been your guy for like three years, and you just kept waiting for a breakout, waiting for the breakout, and nope. it just hasn't happened. And then the, the injury bug has hit him. But like, what other options do the White Sox have right now? If you talk to Mike Carter, Mike Carter's going nuts, tweeting about how ridiculously poor these offensive lineups that the Sox are rolling out every day. Uh God damn it. Yeah, it's over. I mean, I don't see a positive angle here that I can give you on Mankata, other than the fact that he has been hurt. The leg injury has limited him, but it just seems to be more of the same. We had the COVID excuse a couple years ago, so we all gave him a pass last year, and now here we are. Same old shit with Yohan Mankata. What am I supposed to do here? I'm just supposed to keep kissing his ass? I'm supposed to blindly have faith? That's not what fantasy baseball analysis is about. I need concrete information that I can use to verify that Mankata has something to offer, and if he doesn't have something to offer, I got to cut his ass, and that's it. It's the bottom line. Yeah, it's just hard. When he's not healthy, it's impossible to analyze a player like that. Oh, it's so, so frustrating. I can't think of a player that I'm probably more uh, pissed off about or frustrated. Maybe there's somebody out there I'm just not thinking of. But right now, Mankata tops the list, and I'm not alone. I know a lot of you out there right now who are hearing this or are watching this you know exactly what I mean with Lakata, and we just got to leave it at that because I don't want to ruin the show. And that's all I have to say about that. That's right. All righty. As far as your other chat points here, Springs is staying in the rotation. Yeah, that's a fact. Springs is definitely in the rotation. No argument on that. I was just saying, let's look at the numbers between starting and relieving. Am I sitting on your lap, Jamie? I don't know. Are you? Uh, didn't know about Yarbrough. Yeah, Yarbrough's gone. He's down. L-O-B, question mark. That's Deary's favorite stat. What is LLB, Deary? Remind people. Uh, left on base percentage. So the percentage of times you get out of an inning without letting people score. Yeah. So when you hear somebody say strand rate, that's what they mean too. It's the same thing. Just Bob says some of his numbers are skewed because he was a reliever. Exactly. So that's my slight concern. I like what I've seen recently, but I just, I'm just i going to dig into that after the show, and maybe I'll throw a tweet out there. In fact, in the Discord, it would be a great place for us to talk about Jeffrey mm-hmm. Springs, which is where we can talk about it all night long, baby. We never close 24-7, 365 in the Plaza Podcast Discord. Damn! Yeah, damn is right. Garrett Cooper was my ad over Mankata. That's the world we live in now, dearie. Garrett Cooper is more viable than Mankata. <laughs> yep. It's true. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, disagree with that. There it is. See, Just Bob says, I would take Cooper over Mankata. How can you become uh, a champion fantasy player unless you can make these decisions? You got to cut bait with guys. You just got to do it and pick up guys that are hot. uh, By the way, Eloy Jimenez had a hiccup with his rehab assignment. That's something you need to be aware of as well. No shit. That's another guy. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) 
No shit. Uh, Edward Rodriguez, he fanned nine in his recent rehab start. So I think we're about ready to see Eduardo in Detroit again, correct? Yeah, we're going to see him. We're not going to see Casey Mize. Oh, no. he w- It was already over for him. It was the same thing as uh, Jesus Lizardo. They were both dead yeah. men walking. It sucks. Very mm-hmm. sad. And uh, Mitch Hanniger has been hitting out of a cage. So we're, we're talking about return of the Mac. Hanniger's a great guy to have. Problem is, the injury he had, and I've said this on the show before, he didn't roll it inward. He rolled it outward, which doesn't happen. So this is why the injury was such a bad ankle injury for him. Because, Deary, you and I have both rolled our ankles playing basketball, jumping, right? And it just it should bend. It should bend inward, right? Like outward into your your centered position, right? For him, you know, instead of going this way, it went this way, which is really bad. So I don't know if he'll be ready by July or not, but the fact that he's hitting in a cage is a slow, slow positive step. And he's available on a lot of waiver wires right now because people had to move on from him if they didn't have the roster space. Gotcha. Okay, great. Uh, oh. All right, now the show's almost over. Let's talk about some things we <laughs> some things we've learned in the two months. Of this. Such, guys, every, we do the best every, we can. Yeah. We go ahead. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the deal: we don't really map out a plan. We we have a main segment that we would like to talk about, and you know, there's a few notes that we both make. But we I have mean, a rundown. Show, we always have a rundown. Show, yeah, once the show starts, you never know what type of tangent we're going to get on. And that's true. Today it was mushrooms. <laughs> I don't regret it at all. I, less two months in, what do we know talk and more mushroom talk. That's how this show went. And I don't regret it because I like a show that you just, sometimes you get a little bit of everything. We give you baseball talk. We give you life talk. We give you the mistakes of our past and the hopes for our future. And I think that's that's what endears us to you. You want to be a part of this experience, don't you? Unless you're Kent, of course, you're going to shit on me any minute. Maybe Kent will show up right now, dearie, and he'll start shitting on me. I'd love to talk to Kent. You know, because I love confrontation. (laughs) All right. Two months into the season, what have we learned? Here's the bottom line. Uh, Trend-wise, the baseball has changed again. We know that for sure. In (laughs) fact, I want to shout out, I'm not stealing this take, Kent. I very much want to give full credit to the guy at CBS Sports who wrote about this. I was on the CBS Sports app the other day. By the way, what is your main sports app when you read sports updates on your phone? Is it ESPN? I mean, I usually get just get most of my stuff through Twitter. I don't really like, think do, I go to any like actual sites. I mean, when I'm doing my research, huh. it's it's generally going to be fan graphs. Okay, well that's interesting because I I have the CBS Sports app on my phone, which is you know I can see the scores, and then I you got all these like updates, stories. Yeah, I mean, that's where so I get I, my not- my notifications when things break. Usually come from CBS. Okay, well that's. That's my point. So I was reading on CBS the other day about uh, the ball and how it had changed. The home run rate was back up, dearie. So I want to give full credit to Mike Axisa, A-X-I-S-A. I've never heard his name said out loud. Mike Axia, Axisa, Axisa, Axisa. Mike Axisa talked about the home run rate skyrocketing on CBSSports.com. You can read the article yourself. The home run rate was at a steady pace of less than one per Nine innings, and then, dearie, that home run rate changed. Look at this. In April, it was at .9. It was at .81. This is week to week. So from April 11th on, week to week, home runs per nine innings, .9, May 9th, 1.15. May 16th, 1.09. May 23rd, 1.14. May 30th to June 5th, 1.21. 
Now, I know the ball flies farther when the weather heats up here. We understand that, but this is a big jump. It was in the .9 territory, and then it jumped to one plus per nine innings for home runs. It, it's so ridiculous because it's like it, – it, shout out to him. Great work by him. But it's something that we all speculated Everyone! would happen. We all speculated that the ball would maybe change. And, yep. you know, a lot of people attributed maybe weather is going to change some things. And that's why I told a lot of people, like, hold on to some of your guys. Hold on to your Marcus Simeons. Hold on to your Trevor stories. The home runs are going to come, and they have come. Great call, Deary. It's a fact. I'm giving you raw data. If you want to read about it, go check out Mike Axias. Axias's article on CBS Sports. The ball changed because not just simply due to the weather. The ball was changed by MLB, and what you have is increased home runs, balls flying out more. I know the humidor played a role in a lot of the dead ball era situation early on this season, too. I don't want to get into all that. I just want you to know that one of the trends we are very aware of and what we know after two months, two, Deary. Utah. Give me two. Is that home runs are on the move and the ball is flying out farther. So pitchers much more likely to be exploited like Chris Bassett, uh, like Steven Strasburg. Speaking of return of the Mac, Steven Strasburg returned and he got murdered by Milwaukee. Cream City creamed all over Strasburg. Seven earned runs in that outing. Was that against Milwaukee or Miami? Am I stoned out? I just made that up on the fly. So, No, it was Miami. Either way. Oh, it was yeah. Miami. I, I, I completely forgot that he was coming back, and it was like the one game they had on MLB last night because it was a light slate. And I'm like, oh, my God, Steven Strasburg's back. I like completely forgot that this was happening. Now I've avoided him at all places. I'm like, okay, give him five starts. Apparently his fastball only sat at like 91 last night. Yeah, giving up that many runs. I mean, it would have been encouraging. I don't know how many strikeouts he had, but it would have been encouraging if that fastball was a little tighter and struck yep. out a bunch of guys. But, yeah, he got, he got torched by the – fish uh yeah so it was against miami sorry about that and either way strasburg not having the velocity first start back let's see how it goes i actually put him in my lineup for my 12 teamer right off the bat wow and, uh, that's that seven earned runs is just a fucking killer man it's like oh, oh, makes me hurt so much huh? uh, <laughs> that was your that was that was your your own take i'm going to pick up strasburg and i'm going to play him so i don't think you stole that one from anyone yeah, yeah, that's an original one, right? <laughs> oh, man, what a dumbass. I make mistakes. I'm a human being. I want you guys to know that about me. So, the other trend-wise, I don't know if I have any other trends I would cover other than that the ball will be flying out more, so you want to be prepared for that. Also, relief pitchers, just in case you missed this, relief pitchers. Oh, Jeff's here, by the way. Great show, gents. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate that. Good to see you, Jeff Whiteley. We love you, Jeff. Remember, Jeff Whiteley was the biggest... Josh Lowe fan, if you remember when the season started, he was posting in our chat about that. So I think what Jeff learned is Josh Lowe was not as good as he thought. That's the thing he could take away from this show two months into the season. But relief pitchers are more involved in decisions and, I guess, opportunities to get wins and Mm -hmm. be effective or factors in today's game than ever before. We know that there's been the morphing of the game to much more of a reliever-heavy situation, but it's even more radical than ever now. There's some really good splits out there about the percentages of, of the wins that get that go to relievers versus starters, Deary, and it's, it's changing even more right now. 
Yeah, that's why it's so hard to find starters that are going to win 20 games now. I mean, Julio Urias oh. did it last year, but you look at guys that can eat up two to three innings, you know, your Colin McHugh's of the world that could go out there and get you like eight, nine wins. It's unbelievable. So, I mean, these guys may not be closers, but they could be rosterable in certain formats. You're correct, dear. You're a wise man. Uh, I would also say some other things I've learned is that patience still rules the day. Wait, rules the day? Ruins the day? I rue the day is a bad thing, right? Like if you rue the day, you're pissed. You're like, oh, I rue the day that I met my ex-wife. What a nightmare, right? Is that what how that works? I don't know, man. I didn't study English language. I can barely write, <laughs> let alone speak. <laughs> I work with children. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. I, wow, dude. You know Rue McClanahan, though. So, Golden Girls, baby. Thank you for being a friend. So what I learned this year is simple, that what I take from a day that sucks is minuscule, dear, compared to the overall season. If you have a bad day, your team sucks for a day, walk away, just forget about it, and come back tomorrow because you don't want to make a rash move. You don't want to panic and drop somebody that you regret and be like, oh, why did I do that? That can happen a lot, and I've tried really hard to avoid that this year while at the same time making sure not to stick with guys for too long. It's such a fine balance to continue to stick with a guy that you want to trust and you believe in but doesn't give you anything like a Marcus Simeon. But you know... Mm -hmm. Even though he was sucking, he was a twice already a top three MVP finalist over the last three years in the American League. This guy can play, all right? He signed a massive contract. Maybe he felt the weight and expectations. Maybe it was a late start. Who the hell knows? But all I know is now, if you were patient and you relaxed and stayed calm, you're reaping the rewards of Marcus Simeon on your roster. And that's just one example. There's others. My advice to myself in fantasy baseball has always been check your ego at the door, and if you are high on somebody and it just didn't work out. Like don't hold on to them just so you can make that statement true. Like if you got to cut bait, cut bait and take your L and own it. So one thing I love about you, Mike, you take your L's and you own them. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. I definitely do that. Got to wear them on your chest. If you're going to do a victory lap, you also got to do your failures when things don't go your way. Victory lap certified. Victory lap certified, but then at the same time. You have failed. Exactly. So those happen simultaneously. Small says, I know we're almost done, but patience with Votto helped me out. That's a good example, too. Joey Votto, dearie, who people were like, oh, he might be over now. He's 38. He's getting older. Took a break. A couple weeks off on the COVID IL. He's back, and he's doing his thing. That's yeah, I mean, he's, he's crushing the ball. Like, his exit velocities are, like, 95 percentile right now. He's just murdering it, even if it's not, you know, turning into hits, doubles, or home runs. Like, he's scorching it. So, if he's hitting it that hard, it's going to work out. So, that's very encouraging to see for a guy that, like, a lot of people are like, it's over. Like, he's taking this little break. Maybe maybe it is, you know, that's it for Votto. But, I mean, he's a professional ball player. If he can still sting in the ball like he, he can, we could see what we saw a couple of years ago where he just goes on this massive, like, one- to two-month run that – it's going to help you win a league. And you want me to change? Fuck you! That's right. Don't ever change, Joey Votto. Unfortunately, someone has changed forever. And what I've learned in two months of uh, baseball season so far is that Mike Trout is no longer a stolen base threat. It is over. He has zero steals and zero attempts, I believe. So that's it. Yeah. The guy still can mash so that he still is a top 20 fantasy player, but he can never be the number one overall player again if he doesn't steal bags. It's over, and I have to accept that, dearie, and it's tough for me to accept.
Yeah, and he's had leg issues, you know, all year. And sure, he still runs on the bases really, really good. His sprint speed is great, but I don't think the Angels are going to fuck around and have him try to attempt to steal bases. I mean, this guy's their franchise. Everything's falling apart for the Angels right now, which is really sad to see after the start they had. Yeah, I really thought they would make a playoff run this year, and they were on the right track. Joe Madden's gone now. Joe Girardi's gone. By the way, that's something I've learned, too, is that firing managers is a good thing. Joe Girardi's gone. Joe Madden's gone. The Phillies have been on a tear. They're 6-0 under new manager Robbie Thompson. And the White Sox might want to take a cue from that. Tony La Russa is not the manager that's going to take that team to the promised land. It's over, dude. It's no. fucking over. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Okay, so 95 years old. From others. This is this is stupid. What are you doing? You're a World Series contending team, and you bring back La Russa last year. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, sometimes there's just too many cooks in the kitchen, and people make mistakes. Too many cooks. And that seems to be the case with the White Sox, who somehow came to the conclusion that Tony Russo would be the guy that would take that team to the World Series. It's not going to happen with him. And they will not get right until he's removed. We saw the massive. Absolute turnaround. Bryson Stott is a valuable fantasy player now. 15-teamers, even in 12-teamers, guys, I'll say it. Bryson Stott is kicking ass and taking names. And a lot of the young players in Philly who were not thriving, Matt Veerling was back up. He had a big home run off Josh Hader earlier in the week. That was impressive. They Josh Hader hadn't blown a save all year. The Phillies took it to him. So Yeah, they went back-to-back back home runs with uh, him and Bomb. Yeah, Bomb, that bomb's another one. Ranger Suarez. There's a lot of guys in Philly that can really blend in with those Schwarber, Castellanos, Harbor types. Harbor, Harper types. Harbor. Aaron Nola. They got the veterans. They got the rookies, the youngsters. It should all meld together in a really positive way. And it looks like it's happening now. The Phillies, I bet, will make the playoffs. In fact, I'm calling it right now. The Phillies will make the playoffs. I had them in the playoffs uh, preseason. I, I, I thought that uh, the NL East would get three out of there uh, with the Mets and the Braves as well. And there's there's too much talent over there in Philly. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think they're the type of team that could go on one of these hot streaks. And you know what Dombrowski's going to do? He's going to make trades at the, at the deadline. So Damn right. Oh, yeah. We're already hearing the stories that it's uh, Xander Bogarts is a target for the Phillies. They're looking for a shortstop. Uh, so let it begin. Uh, Jay Hook says, I hate when I hiccup during a rehab. That's a shout-out to Eloy Jimenez. We all hate those rehab hiccups. You mean Bob's Burgers? Oh, I don't even know what that means. You guys have your own conversation going on in the live chat. Jamie says, it's Bleacher Report for sports stuff at the CBS HQ. I love CBS HQ. That's a great app for quick highlights, like old-school ESPN Sports Center style in the 90s. They do that on CBS Sports HQ. It's very cool. But as Deary said, Just Bob agrees, Twitter is faster. Twitter is the ultimate tool to get all the sports information you need as quickly as possible. There is no substitute, in my opinion. Small says, yeah, he already talked about Vado. I got that one. Okay, and I'm doing repeats. Last one from Jamie. I try not to drop people if I don't have to cause. I like to save more of my ads for the second half. Well, if you have a, a league where it's season-long ads, my home league, BYB, shout out to those guys, is... 100 moves for the season. That's it. So you can do as many moves as you want in a week. You could have 15 if you need to. But wow. once you hit 100, you're capped. I like that. I do, too. It's a different, it, a different way to do it. Yeah, it still like gives you a target. Like, hey, you got to be smart. But it doesn't limit you during a week if you might have to go hog wild. I appreciate that. And I appreciate all you people in the BYB. Uh, anything else you've learned so far with two months gone in the season, Deary? Uh, not really. I mean, you said a lot. Uh you know, talking about the hype train, talking about guys that, you know, had really solid seasons last year and it hasn't turned around, but I wouldn't necessarily quit on these guys. Uh, it's the Tyler O'Neill's, Brandon Lau's, Trevor Rogers, Ranger Suarez's of the world. I wouldn't cut bait with any of these guys quite yet. We're just 
got into June here. So let's see how it works out over the next few weeks with these types of guys. Ooh, okay. Well said. Uh, all right. Well, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's other things you've learned. There's a lot of players we can talk about, but we'll save it for the next show. Yeah, we ran long talking about a lot of stuff already, and I love doing the show. We always have a good time doing it. I hope there's something you could take away from it. If you felt like the show was all fluff and no substance, let me know. Let Deary know. Hit us up in the DMs at cdeary1999 or mjgovier, G-O-V's and Victor, I-E-R on Twitter, or you can help the Plaza Podcast Twitter handle, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give me, Give me two. two. The Discord is free, guys. The Discord is basically the show when the show is not on the air. It's just endless conversation. You got pickups you want to make that day, lineup decisions you want to make, player analysis, dynasty redraft, 10-team leagues, 12-team leagues, 15-team leagues. We do it all. We seriously are covering everything, and we got we got the brains in there. There's a lot of people who are sharps who know their shit, and we do it all for you. It's all free. It's a fucking great resource. So I get a lot of people like, oh, I don't know Discord, but it's just a it's like anything else. You type words. It's like any other app, right, Deary? It's not It's not complicated. Yeah, there's a huge log of all the different subjects, and it'll let you know when there's new things that have been posted. You pop in, and you don't even have to post anything. Just read through some of the content. What I love most about it is it's not like Mike and I are in there giving everybody its advice. It's everybody helping each other out and what they know because yes. fantasy baseball is wild. There's over 600 players in the league, and then you got all your minor league guys. So everybody has a little bit that they can contribute to this, and you can have some banter going back and forth. For so that's what I love about this. Flawless victory. Beautiful, dear. Well said. Joe says, I've learned not to listen to the fantasy analysts who recommend Erod in the preseason. Hey! <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. That makes me laugh. <laughs> All right, that's the show. Thank you so much. We love you guys. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. I've covered everything I could possibly cover right now. If you want more, you need more analysis, additional questions, like I said, hit us up in the Discord or on Twitter. You can subscribe to the Patreon. If you hit the highest tier, you can have my personal phone number. I just gave it out to a new patron. So <laughs> that's a that's a perk, you know? That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Pulling all some, the stops. I'll send you some mushrooms from Ann Arbor. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, oh, it's football time, says Jamie. No, not yet, Jamie. No. Don't ruin our baseball yet. Stand Never. aside, football. Stand aside. All right. For Christopher Deary, I'm Michael Gouvier. We love doing the show. We love you guys. Everybody have a great weekend. Take it away, Russell Crowe. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, Surprise is on our side. (laughs) You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.